This is Cover Story with Stephanie Shanakon. It's a show where I have conversations with folks about the song covers we all love and examine the stories behind why we like them. Ultimately, I get my guests to choose a version of the song they prefer and to defend their choice. Today's guest is very, very special. My daughter, Ojirere Shanakon, is joining me on the final episode of season three to talk about emotion. It's a song the Bee Gees originally wrote for Samantha Sang in 1977, but they released their own version in 1994. It's a song about letting go of a relationship, a vulnerable confession that the loss is taking a serious emotional toll. Destiny's Child covered the song in 2001. Their version of the song became popular across the globe and it also became closely associated with grief. Ojurere and I discuss the song's reinterpretation from disco to R&B and the added layer of black women taking the space to be emotionally vulnerable. So in this episode, mother and daughter go toe to toe to choose our winning version. And we also reflect on the grief we've experienced recently together. Here's our conversation. So I've been looking forward to this discussion for a long time. And um, today I get to talk to my middle child. I know people don't like to be called middle children, but she is very much the glue of of the three of my children. She she keeps them grounded. Um, And so I'm really thrilled to have my daughter Ojirere talk to me today about a song that she has loved for a while. Um, and we will get to talk about this song and the two versions that we are highlighting. So Ray, welcome to Cover Story with your mama, Stephanie Shanakon. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> so Ray, you know, we this is our third season and uh, we had Faramala on the first season, your mm, sister, I'm and then mm-hmm. your daddy was on the <laughs> second season, um, and so um, you are you are my third family guest on this show, um, and so you've been thinking about what song you would want to talk about, and so what's that song that we'll be thinking about? The song is "Emotion" by Destiny's Child, um, and formerly also by the Bee Gees. Excellent. Let's start with some little bio data on you. (laughs) Um, How old are you, child? I'm 23 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you grew up in the era of R&B, hip hop. Tell me about your relationship with music. Mm. Um, I would say my relationship with music growing up was very much about what you were listening to. Mm -hmm. It was very influenced by gospel, um, being as that was the primary music that we were allowed to listen to um, in the (laughs) house when we were really little. But once we started branching out, it was very much about Alicia Keys. That was my, my top my top girl. Um, Didn't you like Usher at one time? Yeah, it was definitely an Usher phase. It was, he was a little old for me. I was probably like me and my 
best friend, we were probably, Aaliyah, we were probably like eight or ten, fiending for a little usher. <laughs> we, we we were probably a little young for that, but um, he was he was also around, you know, Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were a little bit after or before my time as well, mm-hmm. um, but definitely an important um, survivor and independent woman were mm-hmm. one of the first songs I remember seeing even Beyonce perform mm-hmm. on and. I was in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, today we get to talk about um, Beyonce, of course, because she is um, one of the three um, singers in Destiny's Child. Um, but we're also going to talk about the Bee Gees version of the song, which is my childhood, which mm-hmm. is my teenage years, my coming of age. And so it'd be interesting to get to the end of this conversation and see which we like better, and I wonder if we will surprise each other. So so let's just see, Could right? Be. Let's mm-hmm. just see. The good thing about this recording is that we get to record this the week after you have attended um, Beyonce's Renaissance concert here in Maryland. So let's just start there. You know, what's what's the energy that you got from that concert, and then we'll we'll step back into Destiny's Child. So yeah. let's 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 meet her where she is right now. Oh, I love that. I um I remember having no words um immediately post concert because I was just so like in awe and um appreciative and it just felt the whole thing felt like a celebration of her journey as a musician and a performer um and a diva and it just felt like she was able to open up her her mind and her heart and share it with um, her thousands of fans. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you could talk about the personal nature of it. As a young black woman, mm. what does Beyonce mean to you and your sister and girls like you? Yeah, so much, um, so much. It feels like she's this like icon that we get to experience in real time. It feels like she has grown in a way that she she knows what it's like to be a young black woman and she wants to provide an experience for us that she had or that she wants her daughter to have even. Um, and she even has a lyric that's like, um, I'm black. And it's just so like unapologetic. It's like the way that she has transformed herself to not to worry too much about mainstream and just be who she is and be who she wants to be and what she wants us to see her as. It's it's so important. And I just remember screaming that lyric with so much <laughs> so much pride and energy and I didn't I didn't know it was gonna affect me that much, but it mm-hmm. was so powerful, especially because mm-hmm. there were so many black people in the audience. Let's um, go all the way back now to the song Emotion. Mm -hmm. So we know that um, Emotion was written in the 1970s by Barry Gibb and Robin Gibb, the two two of the brothers in the in the Bee Gees. Um, The the Bee Gees, of course, is a group that's um, from England. They spent some time in Australia, but they started off in the 50s, in the late 50s, with um, a kind of music called skiffle music that was based in the UK, but came from the United States. Skiffle music is very much influenced by, by the blues, um, African-American music, um, a little jazz, a little bluegrass. Um, so very much about American folk music, but mostly African-American 
music, a little rock and roll, mm -hmm. which of course I will always say is 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 black music. Um, at least starts off as as black music. Mm -hmm. um, so by the time they wrote this song in 1977, they actually wrote it for a woman called Samantha Sang, who she was a kind of a one-hit wonder, but she was <laughs> an Australian singer, and um, they wrote it for for Samantha, um, and and she she takes it on, but she um, she features them in the chorus, um, and and then they release it um, themselves. They they take it over in the 19, in 1994. They record it then, and then in 2000 in the early 2000s in 2001 they um, they also re record the song as well. So the song is an emotional song, it's about emotions, um, and it's very much about romantic love, but um, it could also be about other kinds of love and loss. Um, what's your take on the song? What, when was the first time you, you heard it, and what did you think of it when you first heard it? Hmm. Great question. I feel like the first time I heard it was probably like during the times I was trying to dive deeper into um, Destiny's Child, um, we would go to the library and get like CDs and then burn them on the um, on the laptop to get it on our MP3 players. <laughs> and I think it probably showed up in that moment or in the, one of those moments. Um, so I was probably like maybe like nine to eleven or something like that. Um, and it was probably one of the first Destiny's Child songs that I heard that was like ballad like because before that it was. You know, jumping, jumping, mm -hmm. independent. No, 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 no. It was delicious. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. It was all the, the, you the know, bops, the bops, as you say, literally. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was the first um, emotion, emotional mm -hmm. song that mm -hmm. I heard from them. Do you think there's something about black women and and love, you know, and the um, and the struggles with love that um, make this a particularly uh, poignant song? Absolutely, I think so much of the stories of um, black women in love we see is heartbreak. It's it's a lot of the time it's capitalizing on um, their pain. Um, maybe that's what sells, but. Um, I feel like the song definitely um, illustrates the things that happen for real. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's honest, and the Bee Gees really they they um, they really kills it with <laughs> with being able to capture mm -hmm. you know what's a universal experience, but what when they sang it, it made it much much more um, unique to them. Mm -hmm. I feel. Um, and it definitely, yeah, it definitely strikes a chord mm -hmm. um, when you when you listen to the two different versions. This is Cover Story with Stephanie Shanikan. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Erin Hay. Some of our favorite moments at KBIA come from producing conversations just like these. The ones that make you pause, laugh, 
and wonder. And this fall, we're releasing brand new episodes of our award-winning podcast, including Cover Story, High Turnout Wide Margins, and our newest show, Canned Peaches. You can find this Cover Story episode and more online at kbia.org or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Cover Story with Stephanie Shanikan. Now, back to my conversation with our guest and my daughter, Ujireri Shanikan. We're talking about the song, Emotions. All right, so let's talk about these two different versions. Um, the Bee Gees version is um, of a faster tempo, yeah. you know. Um, it's very much the disco era. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about disco, Odurere? You know, I know about the disco ball. I know about <laughs> the bell bottoms, um, the, the afros, mm-hmm. maybe. Okay. Um, I know what's important to get by. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the emotion song is very much in the disco uh, tradition, mm-hmm. you know, and the Bee Gees themselves. I mean, we're talking Saturday Night Fever, um, danceable songs, um, but also the music has this sort of produced feel to it, mm. um, very much uh, uh, an era, a sonic era where synthesizers and keyboards are used to produce this music. Emotion still has that 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 feel to it. Mm-hmm. It starts off with um, it starts off with synthesizer. You know, like it's right. it's it's a, it's a keyboard, mm-hmm. um, and then the voice c- comes in. When it's taken over by the by Destiny's Child, mm-hmm. it starts off with a guitar, like a guitar snaps. Right, very acoustic feel. Very mm. acoustic feel. Um, so this changes the the feel of it. I feel like with the Bee Gees version, I can I can still dance. It's a slower dance, but Absolutely. I can still dance. Yeah. With the Beyonce and the the Destiny's Child version, it's not so much mm. a dance mm-hmm. song. It's more of a thinking song. Yeah. But you can snap to it. Right. And if if you're dancing, you're dancing alone in the dark. <laughs> you know, like to yourself. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because. He gone. He's gone. <laughs> There's nobody to dance with. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, so what surprised you about the Bee Gees version? Because I know you didn't know about the Bee Gees version. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I did not know. I did mm-hmm. not know. I thought it was. I thought the Destiny's Child. It was original. Oh. Um, so I'm sorry, everybody, to the disco fans out there. Um, I was surprised actually. I when you told me about it and I listened to it, I was expecting a lot. I was expecting the opposite. I was expecting the Destiny's Child version to have been like what what kind of brought it into the, you know, higher um higher tempo, higher mm-hmm. energy, even though it's still a slow song. I was mm-hmm. expecting them to have a lot more production um you know, like the synthesizer mm-hmm. stuff, not the synthesizer specifically, but more instrumentation mm-hmm. and stuff. I wasn't expecting them to have stripped it down. Yeah, they actually stripped it down. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and that's I feel like that's unique when you see somebody cover mm-hmm. something, especially 
artists like that Mm -hmm. covering um, something that was from the 70s originally. Mm. Um, So, yeah. So they definitely stripped it down instrumentally, but then... But, yeah, vocally, vocally, absolutely. They ramped it up. Yeah, you're you're completely right. They, They... probably knew what they wanted to do with the with the harmonies and stuff and needed to let their voices shine so yeah it makes sense that they that they made room for it mm-hmm. um, in the instruments mm-hmm. so now switching back to the Bee Gees version what do you think of the sound of the voices in the Bee Gees version because the Bee Gees are really well known for Barry Gibbs really high falsetto mm-hmm. voice mm-hmm. what what are your thoughts on on that Ray um I liked it, you know. It, it, they they originated the song, mm-hmm. you know. I cannot I cannot knock them for that. And actually, I was s- still surprised when I heard the two versions that they they did originate a lot of the the vocal harmonies that the harmonies, the, that, yeah. that Destiny's Child still replicated, mm-hmm. like the say um, good night. Yeah, good night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They did that first, mm-hmm. and and I wasn't expecting. I was expecting the like them to the Destiny's Child to have like originated come, that yeah, part. come up with that, right. you know, as a girl group. Mm-hmm. Nobody left in this world to kiss goodnight. Um, so really, no no knocking their, mm-hmm. their vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, the songs do sound like the same song mm-hmm. in different ways. So um, as much as I love the Destiny's Child song, I have to love the Bee Gees song mm-hmm. too, because first of all, that's where it comes from. And um, Destiny's Child didn't act, didn't actually do too. They didn't like need to go too far mm-hmm. because it was still an amazing song. Abs- absolutely, Ray. I wanted to also um, talk about the music video and what the mm-hmm. music video f- for Destiny's Child. Of course, in the seventies, um, music videos weren't a, a big thing at all. Right. Um, but um, of course, when we get to the nineties mm-hmm. um, and the two thousands. Um, and of course, the the song with Destiny's Child is in two thousand and one specifically. Mm-hmm. So there's a music video. Mm-hmm. Tell me about what you thought of the music video. There are three scenarios yes. that are presented. The music video is very distinct. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I was trying to go back and and watch it, and it, it was like as soon as I saw the three different like mm-hmm. cut things, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I know this one. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's very interesting because you have the the one person who's going through like a breakup with mm-hmm. a boyfriend or it's something. It's the Beyonce role, yeah. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. you have one who's by themselves and Kelly's boyfriend is leaving. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then but then at the end they all like kind of come together, like mm-hmm. they're going through the same thing or in different things in the same place, feeling the same emotions, mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful way of saying that this this can mean anything mm-hmm. for anybody. Mm-hmm. And I think that third panel is Michelle and her. We think it's her grandmother. Yes, you know, yes, there's yes. A, it's a um, Michelle's character. Yes, um, with her grandmother who is obviously passing away, mm, right? Mm. And so this song is very much also about about grief, mm, right? Loss. When 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 people uh, pass on. Yeah. And because we're in 2001, um, this is also 9/11. Mm. This is the year that Aaliyah died. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of meaning that the song has not just to romantic um, heartbreak, but also to the heartbreak when we lose people. Exactly. Can you talk a little bit about that, about how this song hits for you? Because I know that you've 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 lost some. Mm, mm. Yeah, I think 
originally, honestly, I wasn't I wasn't in tune with the fact that it could mean so much to to you, like, and you didn't have to be going through, you know, like a heartbreak and a, a romantic heartbreak. Um, but yeah, that that grief that you feel when I think even the lyrics, you know, like. Um, where are you now that now that I need you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is that is so you know poignant, especially during times when you're when you've lost somebody that meant so much to you. Um, you can't blame them for being gone, mm-hmm. but it's still you know this this feeling of like you left me. You mm-hmm. know I'm here alone, um, and you're not here. I I, I don't have you mm-hmm. anymore, and you know that could mean. A breakup, but it could also mean you know losing losing somebody that mm-hmm. is not coming not coming back, and you'll um, have to see them later. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really it cuts deep, especially mm-hmm. when you're thinking in that um, in that light. Yeah, and I know we experienced it. So every time I see, of you know, I watched the the video a number of times when we were getting ready for this conversation, and. Um, it struck me because you and I both went through it when when Granny died um, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that moment where she goes out of the room and her friends come and embrace her because you know that someone that you um, have known and that you've loved so much um, is just gone. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the song really helps helps us to process that. I think. Yeah, and I, I think. It, it feels like we had a, a moment similar to that, and in that in that moment, um, I was I was there when um, when you were going through it, mm-hmm. and I I remember um, just holding you, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, really emotional. Yeah, and that's a that's a an experience that transcends race, transcends gender, mm-hmm. transcends. It brings us back to we are as human beings Mm. and so when this song came out i think this is why this song did so well because the united states had gone through so much pain with um with 9-11 it was a moment of unity you know i think other artists did lots of songs around 9-11 a lot of country artists like um toby keith did you know we're gonna get you who came and you know like he his was a very machismo we're gonna come and kick your butt you know right right um and then of course um alan jackson had a beautiful song also Mm. around around that time but emotions emotion this song was really just an introspective you Mm. know like yeah there's the political stuff there's war there's you know the weapons of mass destruction out there but um at the end of the day, it was we lost human beings. Right. So, Ray, I always um, end by asking my guest to um, go ahead and rate them, you know. And so I ask you to think about uh, a spectrum of 1 to 100. And we're going to give some of that to be the Bee Gees and some of that to Beyonce Ooh, okay. and end with 100. Okay. So how okay. are you going to divide that up? Math. Mm-hmm. Mm. <clears throat> Can we like collaborate, or is it just a me, a me thing? You go first, and then I'll, I'll, oh, okay, I'll, okay. I'll see where we go after that. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the Bee Gees out of their hundred. I want to give them. It's. 
this is really this is really hard because they really did lay down the groundwork and it's and, and it's important but I'm gonna give them um, 45 okay right under right under the I wanted to give them more than half but then I was like there's no way I can give Destiny's Child less than half mm. just because of where it brings mm-hmm. where it brings the song so 45 and um, 55 would have to be my answer is that correct that's correct or six, mm-hmm. I was about to say 65. Oh, you wanted to give them more then? No, I that was gonna, given no, my math would have been, yeah, my math would have been <laughs> real off. <laughs> the math was not mathing. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so, okay, so you're, you're, I'm surprised actually. I thought you would give Destiny's Child much more. Mm-mm, because there's so much that the Bee Gees laid down that, that Destiny's Child could not ignore um, and had to do them, that had to replicate. Mm-hmm. Um, what they did make their own, I'm, I'm definitely giving them, but. I, I cannot take away the fact that they they needed the song to be as good as it was for them to mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. Um, you know take it themselves mm-hmm. and cover it and cover it yeah mm-hmm. I will do the opposite Ooh. Um, yes okay. I will do the opposite I'm gonna give um, the Bee Gees the the edge mm-hmm. um, I'll give them I think I'll give them a little bit more than 55 I might give them 60 okay um, and then I'll give be um, Destiny's Child 40 because um, the Bee Gees is such an important part of my teenage years Mm. my um, falling in love and crushing and and all of that Um, and they they're probably the most important um, non-black group for me. Um, of course, I loved um, I love all Motown. I love all R and B and soul music yeah. around that time. Yeah. Um, a lot of funk was was in the air in mm-hmm. the 1970s as well, um, which is not the Bee Gees. But when we think of um, of movies like Saturday Night Live and um, or Saturday Night Fever, sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, we we've I just that's the soundtrack of 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 my life, and yeah. I think the what I love about the Bee Gees' voice is the distinction mm. of Barry Gibb's voice mm. um, that then gets um, influ- I mean, he's influenced by African Americans as well, um, and 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 we hear that same quality and people like Philip Bailey of Earth, Wind & Fire mm. or, or Robin Thicke, um, that, that same quality. Justin but Timberlake. Justin Timberlake, but Barry, but Barry Gibb um, does it well um, and does it earlier as well. Yeah, that's true. And But Emotion isn't one of their even top songs, is it? Because I remember not, looking mm-hmm. at the, that their the list, list and, the greatest and Emotion oh, doesn't even crack it. They had some bops. Yeah. I believe it. I believe it. You know, and but so, I feel like emotion is definitely in the top of the Destiny's Child. Yeah, yeah, their for top sure. ten for sure. For sure, she didn't do it in, at the Renaissance tour. No, she didn't. Because <laughs> you kind of need harmonies for it. Yeah, exactly. It would be so, kind of like yeah. Yeah, it would be. It would be strange. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, I think I think that's fair. I mm-hmm. think we have um, we have been fair to these two. Um, groups, yeah. um, these two trios, mm-hmm. um, and if you if you average them out, they're kind it's of almost 50-50. 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Ray, thanks for coming on Cover Story. I was so looking forward to it, and you um, you did not disappoint me. Thank you so much. It was it was so so such an honor to be to be um, asked to be in season three. Yes. and I'm I'm so happy I was able to. 
You've been listening to Cover Story with Stephanie Shanikan with me, Stephanie Shanikan. Cover Story with Stephanie Shanikan is produced by Caitlin McElwain, Janet Saidi, Ryan Famuliner, and editor Aaron Hay with me, Stephanie Shanikan. Special thanks to Nat Kuhn, recording engineer at the University of Maryland. That's it for this season of Cover Story. But that's not the end of the conversations. We'll still be here listening and discussing, and you can stay in touch with us. Find us on Twitter at KBIA and at VoxMag, and online at kbia.org. Also, check out more stories about the podcast in the current issue of Vox Magazine and at voxmagazine.com. Thank you for joining us. Keep listening and keep in touch with us at Cover Story with Stephanie Shanikan. <laughs>